So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Anthony Aiden, Judy Bignall and Lisa Kara. So, uh, hello Anthony, hello Judy, hello Lisa, how are you all? Good. Good, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, uh, how's February treating you so far? Um, yeah, it's really exciting, lots is happening. Uh, hang on, exciting February? Yes. That, that needs to be unpacked, uh, what's so exciting about this month? Uh, lots has happened this month. Uh, we are uh, just explain um, what I do. Uh, I I put I promote a night called Type Five, which occurs in this very room. And is it we, every Tuesday? Yeah, it's every yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, <laughs> How have you been doing this? I, 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 <laughs> I, Almost do, a year. I do do some minimal research <laughs> on my guests. Thank you, because I do very little preparation. <laughs> but then I wasn't invited until only yesterday. So. <laughs> At the same time, it's feeling really special, Andrew. Yeah. It's, um, it's quite tough getting your shit together. But anyway, the, the, the idea behind Type 5 was we wanted to create space for stand-ups and any kind of like spoken word performer to feel absolutely free to fail comedically. Because yeah. a lot of us, you know, we have gigs all over the place and all it takes is for one person to turn up in the room who's quite, you know, good or someone that you want to impress and suddenly you go back into doing your old routine. So we've created a place where you can come and for bang on five minutes you can do whatever you want and it's, kind of, it's been quite liberating for people and it's, it's helped people to kind of develop new material. And is the room filled with other stand-ups? So is Absolutely. It, yeah. Literally no seat is free. It's just all stand-ups with five minutes. And what, what's been interesting for, for us is that we've developed it now that, that people will turn up and they haven't got a developed idea. Because yeah. typically what, what stand-ups usually do is you work on an idea at home and then you drop a bit of that idea in the middle of a 10-minute set. Yeah. And so it's less risk, whereas here you're coming in with a you know completely cold five. And people are turning up having not developed an idea, just standing on stage saying, I'm going to talk for five minutes yeah. from the heart and see where the funny is. And it's, it's been really interesting. And so I'm guessing that because it's a warm room, because it's a supportive room, you're allowed to you're able to find the honesty of those gags rather than it having to be a sharp gag. Absolutely, because yeah. I, I think it's important that, I know it sounds weird, but it's quite handy to learn not to be funny mm. and then to learn to be funny afterwards yeah. because otherwise, if you're always going for the low-hanging fruit, sure. you're not going to be very interesting. I do have this somewhat controversial opinion about um, stand-up. Uh, I don't think I've ever found anybody to actually agree with me yet, but I, 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 I'd, I'd always argue that being funny is about the third or fourth most important thing about being a stand-up. You still haven't found anyone okay. to agree with me. Because, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know, if you've, got, if you've got enough sort of um, charm and charisma and confidence on stage, yeah. you, you, that's earned you about a minute or so of, the, of that type five before you have to get... A, Good belly yeah, laugh. I think so. I mean, but then you get a lot of people that are, you know, kind of funny in the pub or they're funny for a few minutes or they can charm an audience. But when, you, when you've been around a lot of comedians, often the very, very tip-top comedians are weird people to hang around. Yeah. And they, they don't socialise particularly well. And, you know, and actually they're almost like just a pair of eyes because all they're doing is observing and listening. Sure. They don't care whether you find them funny. They care whether they find something funny that you've said because yeah. they're just hoovering up um, potential jokes and potential material. Uh, Lisa and Judy, you uh, you know you write sketches and songs for uh, Fantasticals uh, and that arguably has uh, the slant of having a feminine view of the world um, but you, you know you're, you're still human so uh, it's not like it's a, an a, it's not like it's an alien it's not like it's an alien view of the world how much go back to what Ant was saying in terms of do you observe the world and when a gag comes to you or a joke comes to you is it funny first or is it funny because uh, you're going to bring it to the fantasticals with that slant on it um, no I think that um when when we we um, rehearse, we rehearse like once a week or so, and we just yeah we chat about things happening in our week and like just throw back about ideas, and it's usually something that we've experienced yeah. that will spark something up. So we had um, a sketch around Fitbits, mm. where one of our um, members, uh, Heather, was talking about someone at her work who um, just kept jumping up every now and then to do some steps and to do stuff but because her Fitbit was telling yeah. her to do it and like you need to exercise 
I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, go for a walk. Like, yeah, yeah. Stop being told like, what to do by this little watch thing in your yeah. hand. Um, and then we was like, okay, what would be the most ridiculous place to do that? Sure. Funeral. Yeah. Right. Let's do that. <laughs> so then we like just started um, improvising and just chatting. And mm. Judy, you were like scrambling, oh, writing loads scribe. of notes, scribing stuff. Literally <laughs> improvising on the spot. Yeah. Just dictating. We just typed the whole script and out. And it was this funeral where someone had died and this person was trying to do lunges and try and get their steps in while saying goodbye. Yeah, the first going past. The first going past. <laughs> and like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're fine. And oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. I need to run after the hearse. Yeah. <laughs> like really silly. So it's all, it, it generally comes from things that yeah we've experienced, and then we just think, yeah. I I read um, something today actually in the last couple of hours uh, about uh, in China uh, they're having to crack down on a certain element of funerals uh, because uh, in China apparently in uh, at funerals there are far too many strippers. Yeah, that's what? in the uh, This this seems to be a thing yeah. where in order to sort of like get, get more mourners to turn up. You hire a stripper. Um, That's a bit depressing. It was also to do with fertility, wasn't it? Is it? I didn't yeah, know. it was something to do with if you have a stripper at a wedding, or you know, that it increases the fertility yeah. of the people. So, what does it increase at a funeral? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure you want the dead having babies. No, I know. It's no. Horror written all over it. <laughs> If that movie comes to sort of um, the sci fi channel next uh, year, then well, it's we know walkers, isn't it? it came from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's right, actually. I'm yeah, patenting yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stripping Creative. funeral babies. Yeah. Oh, so that's your baby. You know what? You can keep it's that It's got all bases covered. <laughs> wow. So also today is um, over Twitter and Facebook, there's a thing called um, uh, Show, Real, Show Real Share Day, which is for actors and performers who uh, can get to see show their show real, uh, which will be either like um, a, a minute <laughs> I like of them. It's midweek. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, you know, yeah, and people show reels are either sort of um, an, an uh, ten minutes of them pouting moodily for a Shakespeare speech, or if they've done a couple of student films, it will be them looking like they're in a Calvin Klein advert in various sort of uh, interpretations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I am, I am being somewhat dismissive of uh, of show reels. Generally, there's lots of fantastic show reels out there. It's a, it's a good business card for actors uh, to, to get out there. Although, you know, and it seems to be going really well. It's the third trending thing on Twitter at the moment. Um, although, if you're an actor and you're putting out um, a show reel... <laughs> We, we, we should acknowledge that the uh, the audience are are, are fully armed. <laughs> are fully armed with, with a bottle of wine. Mm. I, I, I'm not quite sure where they're bo- why they're bothering the glasses. It's not called a showreel anymore, though, is it? It's like a self video thing. That's something else. Oh, a self tape. That's something. That's something else. else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone in the audience then helped this showreel thing? Then. So, um, yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is that um, it's a gr- it seems to be a really popular thing. It's, it's trending number three. But because there are thousands, millions of them being shared, mm. I, I sort of panic about getting drowned out by it. Uh, how, how, did you, how did you feel when you shared your story today? I don't know. I kind of feel like it's, it's a networking thing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So it's like a way of connecting with different people on Twitter. And but whenever I sort of sent off a, uh, like a script or an idea out to a... The, the public or an editor or whatever, there's that moment of um, absolute fear before I send it off. It, it, were you totally fine with it or did you feel um, oh, it's gone now, it's out there? I don't know. Yeah, a bit like it's out there. Like, I yeah. don't feel 100% comfortable yeah. with it. But... What's the best bit about your show, girl? <laughs> my the last 20 seconds. <laughs> 15 <laughs> seconds. She's what like, happens? Well, there's all these clips of, like... Scenes, yeah, and then the last bit's just her on a bed going, <laughs> and it ends, and I was like, That's it. Really. As, as the end of a piece of drama, you're gonna tune in next week, aren't you? So, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, so if we're interested in seeing that, where could we find that show reel on Twitter? Emma Howarth 89. Emma Howarth eighty nine. If that's not her Twitter handle, yeah. we may get other. Yeah, <laughs> but also, I mean, uh, certainly, whenever you hear a Twitter handle that has eighty nine at the end of it or ninety two, half know. the room go, "Oh, oh God, God, I'm so old." Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, do any of our guests on stage have anything like a show reel? No, no, alas. 
class. Yeah, you have to in stand up. You have to have a f- at least a five minute video that you can send to someone. But it's all. Oh, well, that's true that? because um, um, people who might run a gig up in Ipswich or whatever have never seen you, yeah. and they they can't trust a ten minutes from somebody they've never met. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. But um, I mean, my experience as a person that books. You, I don't even watch the whole thing. You can tell within a minute sure. whether someone looks like they're a comedian or not. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if they take the stage and they tell two or three jokes within a couple of seconds, I'm like, you're okay for a ten. Well, that's an interesting turn of phrase, although, and it sounds like a bit, a bit an obvious phrase, of uh, you can tell if they're a comedian or not. Yeah. Because, arguably, there might be people who uh, have, through whatever circumstance being able to hold a microphone in various locations for one year, two year, three year, but might not have earned that title because they don't have that connection with the audience or their material is... Yeah, I know what you mean, but there's just... I mean, there's just certain really basic things. Like, you can... It's easier to tell why someone... Why it's not going to work for yeah. somebody. If, like, they walk up to the stage, and then there's always tension while somebody gets to the first punchline. Sure. And if they build up that tension, and then nothing happens, and you realise that's just a chapter in a story, then they haven't yeah. got enough... You know, yeah. most people will know to get a joke out and then get you invested in the story. And if, they, if they're not doing that, then they're not going to work in a sort of open mic-y or, you know, a club where you've only got ten minutes. You know, yeah. people want to hear jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how, uh, for... I want to make a comparison, because we've got two people here who are part of a sketch group, and we have one person here who is largely a stand-up. Mm-hmm. And just by definition, uh, you are working in an environment where you've got four or five other people to work with and bounce ideas off and create material with those other people. Mm-hmm. And stand-ups, traditionally, even romantically, are, they're on their own. They don't generally have anything to bounce off. Although I imagine that's what partially what Type 5 is about, is being able to yeah, do that. Yeah, there's a bit of that. And I, I have tried other things. I mean, I did, a couple of years ago, I did quite a lot of improv. Yeah. And I found that really, really interesting. And it, it was a different way of approaching things, because instead of thinking about words, I was thinking about sort of images and pictures yeah. and stories and stuff. Um, but I just don't do it regularly enough to um, to actually... You know, like when, when you guys were talking about improv and things, I was like, oh, I'd love to be able to mm-hmm. improv something and then build a joke from yeah. improv. Yeah. But I don't want to get up on stage and do improv. Yeah. Um, oddly, had, oddly there's, a, there's a weekly workshop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I listen to that. Not, not so far from here. Can I tell you why, though? Go on. Because I, I, I did that... I, I was doing the Dave Shaw, sort of, you know, that long-form improv, the yes. Harold. And then I went up to Edinburgh, and some guy goes, right, let's, let's do some improv. And he was running a show, and it was just stand-ups. And I'm used to doing oh, improv yeah. with people where I'm guided by people that are really experienced in improv, and I'm just trying to keep up with the rules. Yeah. And it was awful. Yeah. It was the mo- you know when you've got your flyers and you're like I'm not giving them out at the end of this show. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrific. Yeah. And I, so I was like I'm not gonna yeah you know, I'll just go and watch other people's improv sure. and yeah, try yeah. at home in my bedroom. And, and- <laughs> downloading this episode of the cast iron vids podcast now there's lots of ways for you to support us including subscribing rating and reviewing this very episode you can also become a patron by signing up to donate five dollars or more a month at www.patreon.com forward slash sitpod that's patreon.com forward slash c-i-t Now, before we return to the episode, we'd like to let you know about all the things that are happening in March in the world of Cast Iron Theatre. On Thursday the 1st of March, we'll present Cast Iron Shorts Fake, a night of short stories read live on stage. All of the stories will be on the theme of fake, so expect some deliciously political and slightly left-field takes on that theme. Following Hot on the Heels, on Friday the 2nd of March, we'll return with our next Cast Iron Theatre podcast. This time, our guests will be Sarah Johnson and Guy Wah, the curators of Hove Grown, and we'll be talking about the third year of this amazing festival of new writing and performance. On International Women's Day, which is the 8th of March, we'll return with Not Just the Companion. This year it's curated by Elena Manwaring. Not Just the Companion is a night of traditionally male scenes and speeches performed by women. This annual event is really popular, so get your tickets quickly. Now, lastly, but very not leastly, 
On the 23rd and the 24th of March, we'll be joining the Hove Grown Festival with what we do best, mixing local actors and directors to produce an evening of short plays. We put on short play nights throughout the year and every now and again we like to focus on one writer. As we enter our fifth year at Cast Iron Theatre, we've decided it's about time that we put on a night of plays written by Mr Andrew Allen himself. So, come along on the 23rd and 24th of March and book your tickets early because we often sell out. All of these March events will be held at Sweet Jukebox, which is inside the Southern Bell Pub on Waterloo Street. And you can find out more details, including ticket links at our website, castinebrighton.weebly.com. Or you can get your tickets direct from sweetvenues.com. Now, don't forget, we're at the Sweet Jukebox every Sunday night from 7pm to 9pm for our improvisation drop-in workshops, except for March the 11th and 25th, when we'll be at the Sweet Welly, Sweet Venue's new space at the Duke of Wellington on Upper Gloucester Road. So that's enough from us. Do keep in touch. Remember to rate and review. Now let's get back to Cast Iron Theatre Podcast Live with Anthony Ayton, Lisa Kyra, and Judy Bicknell. See you. <laughs> so what, what is it like in terms of creating material with other people? I mean, you're representing your, your two of a larger group, so your, your answers might be quite sort of somewhat filtered. But, um, you know, obviously you have got many ideas in the same room as well as supported by um, people supporting one another. I think we... we... <laughs> Um, we, we do write as a group but we also we kind of um, pair off sometimes or like me and, me and Judy uh, write quite some of the music yeah. or someone um, will come up like we wanted to write a song for um, a show we did um, Comedia last yeah. year and we wanted to write a song for it and, we, and then I think it was Heather said I want to write a song about poo <laughs> yes. and we went okay and then someone went it should be a rap and we was like yeah, okay, it should. Yeah. And yeah. then we were, then we were speaking about it, and then someone just went, Gangsters Paradise. And we was like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we spent about two hours. You had that kind of yeah, fine tuning. Well, absolutely cracking up at ridiculousness of writing about poo. And then attempting to rap as six white British women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you do that. And other times people will bring in, they'll go, I've just, I've just written a sketch, and I can I run it by you? And then we'll get a couple of people to uh, read it out. And then. Have like a bit of a like just an honest chat about whether it works or not, or I think like everyone tuning, everyone brings something. Yeah, everyone kind of works slightly differently. We've got a couple of people who predominantly write sketches yeah. and definitely work on their own, and then you've got um, other members who are definitely devisers, and so they need to sit down and kind of improvise and yeah. and work it out and get pen to paper, but you know bounce ideas around. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, like Lisa said, people pair off quite easily there's some natural unions that kind of form just from a similar brain point I guess and that's mm. why we've always ended up gravitating towards each other yeah. when it comes to songs we've written together outside of Friday Tasticles as well yeah. um, even though both of us are quite comfortable writing mm. in our own right as well yeah. so yeah nice mix and also I guess for a sketch group because you are having to do a bit of a shorthand that the audience <laughs> need to get to know your characters mm. quite quickly yeah. having those sort of chemistries on stage really gives you a lot of shorthand to get in there as well yeah yeah, and I mean, we um we all write our own. We all have a monologue each yeah. on um in the show um about our own kind of different experiences um or anything personal about us yeah. um which I think is a really good opportunity for us to kind of be this is me, um kind of in the fan customs but also just me as a person yeah. and what like you're showcasing yourself a little bit. It's quite it's quite fun. Mm, and that changes more or less each time you mm. kind of do a new phase of show. Uh, you you update it. So it's mm. not just the same one because yeah. you go through different experiences and you yeah. can update it yeah. and you change as a person. So, yeah. And do you find with the uh, writing the parody songs, so you're, you're you're pretty much putting the words that you've written into an existing tune uh, that uh, audiences might uh, again talking about relationships. Audiences will have an existing relationship with that song. Um, is that always a, a bridge a ladder that you can go? Oh, that's going to help you out, and you can sing into those lyrics, or is it sometimes? An unforgiving headache. Oh, it's both. Yeah. <laughs> it's both. an absolute mix. You, yeah. you you come up with an idea about a song and then trying to make it work with yeah, trying to make it fit the right something. song or yeah. something, the right tone to a song. Uh, how much the audience might may or may not know it yeah. Uh, yeah. is is a big factor. 
Mm. And sometimes that will go really easily and you'll get something that gels and there's just a really perfect hook. And yeah. Like, yes. And then there's others where you're like, I'm shoehorning in this bar. <laughs> 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 I can't do it. And, you know. How often, because uh, it sometimes happens, Not I, I don't, haven't written that many songs, but um, with other stuff, how often does it happen that you've been shoehorning a lyric or whatever and you found the perfect lyric, the perfect gag, approximately four weeks after the performance? Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, you'll get to the point where you you write a song four times to appease certain specifications, yeah. and for some reason or other, they may not it may not make the cut. Sure. And so then you're like, I hate myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you just hope that it will come up again. You can you know reuse that. You know, if it never went out, then it's yeah. fine. It's yeah. dough to be remolded and, and used again in different variations. But yeah, you know, you've got to be brutal. And when you've got an hour show, yeah. and you've got. An hour and forty-five worth of material. Sure, we're going to have yeah. to make cuts. And, and uh, you know, it would depend on <laughs> what's in the news at the moment, what's uh, sort of topical at the moment. A, a sort of a couple of years back, there was a, a big brought out a, a pen for for ladies, which was you know, sort of pink and uh, sort of lady shaped. Yeah. Uh, which, lady um, shaped. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for a feminine hand, I, I believe was the. Um, what was that symbol? Well, I was hoping it wasn't going to be something. <laughs> for the benefit of those who are listening to the podcast. We don't have an image for you. That, that's to your benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lotus. Now, um, <laughs> you would have thought that um, manufacturers and companies would have learnt their lesson, uh, but the, they haven't, which is kind of my sort of like, clumsy segue into the first of your two songs this evening, because uh, it, it's still happening. Um, buy a bigger handbag, get a full share bag. 
girls are so dainty they yeah. can't eat crisps apparently so the question I have to ask is um, is this real it's a bit like uh, when Cocoa Pops uh, changed yeah. their name to cho- uh, Chocolate Pops in order <laughs> that everyone will protest and say change your name back but they never had any intention or even you know uh, last year when Poundland were if you don't know this is weird for me to say because it sounds like something I've made up um, Poundland had an advert uh, where they were selling Twining's tea mm. and they had a photograph of a, um, a elf tea bagging a, oh. w- a female yeah. doll in a female power t-shirt yes. um, and that kind of only been for the well, the negative possible, uh, publicity to sort of like get a reaction so mm. they were trending so I wonder if Doritos actually ever intended to do this it was like reverse psychology publicity oh, who knows I hope they, they're not I, I've seen things Online, I've seen articles like the Daily Mail um, wow. that have basically said it's not well. it's not going ahead. Yeah. It hasn't yet cleared up for me whether it was truly legit. But yeah. you know they've kind of gone oh, okay. Well, we've heard the, the negativity, so yeah. we're going to backtrack yeah. now back mm. into our nice offices. But didn't they have that thing a while ago where you had Diet Coke and Coke Zero, which were essentially the for same product? Women. Yeah, mm. and it was just like blokes wouldn't buy Diet Coke, so they had to have people jumping off buildings and going hey. Yeah. 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 Wow. Same same kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. There's a brilliant Mitchell and Webb uh, sketch there is. about advertising, which I um, advise everyone to go see on on the YouTube. Go yeah. see it on the YouTube, and it's um, yeah, it's just magnificent, and it, it, it talks about the the difference in gendered <coughs> advertising, and it's just horrendous yeah. but you know we all love a Dorito yeah 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 we want them to stay big and cheesy uh, uh, other snack foods are available yeah <laughs> we are not sponsored yeah. by I, I'm going yeah, to say not like a Dorito, I prefer a non-Dorito nacho crisp because I've always got a dip and I don't like the dusty stuff yeah, going yeah. into Except a dip I'm a terrible but slicer why you, you, you can get the original and it can't contaminate anything because the whole dip's gone yeah but I kind of think the flavour should come from the dip. So may, maybe the uh, Lady Dorito is for you. Yeah. Do you know what? Smaller. Than <laughs> <laughs> a bit in my man bag. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think our, our critique comes from a place of love yeah. and not wanting to be sued. If you've, if you've got a supply of, of any sort of um, nacho checks here at Cast Iron Theatre Podcast, we're, we're happy to sort of um, have boxes and boxes. That leads us to an important point actually. Every show that we've got at the uh, Cast Iron uh, Towers, every show that we're doing, <laughs> yeah. uh, whether it be a podcast or a play, <laughs> we've got a couple of shows in the Fringe coming up as well. Every show that we're going to be doing this year in 2018, we'll have a, a bin outside uh, for donations yeah. for Brighton Food Bank. Yes, and so um, if anybody, you know, if we have a, a set-out audience, uh, if every single person brings out in a tin or a packet, uh, that's that's uh, genuinely a, a changing uh, contributions. Is. Because um, I work with homeless teenagers, yeah. um, my yeah, day job, and we often refer them to Brighton Food Bank, and it is proper... Lovely life saving because they don't have any money, yeah. especially with going into political stuff. Uh, universal credit coming in um, takes six weeks to set up benefits, so that's six weeks with someone not having any money, wow. which is great fun. Yeah. Um, so it is really, really helpful and amazing. So people, please do that. Yeah. And it helps lots of people. Certainly, we've we've been very lucky in life, Andrew and myself, but <coughs> but still we've had times of yeah. having to choose between paying bills and eating so you know any way that we can what do you go for generally eating (laughs) (laughs) so yeah absolutely bring your tins and packets uh, in and there can be fun stuff as well there can be you know easter's coming up you you know these guys that are not getting their easter eggs Mm. and um you you may not be able to sort of run to a uh, a vegan Easter egg uh, to dump in a dump, uh, dump bin. But can I can I jump in because I've I've got something that's relevant to this. Yeah. Um. I was chatting to a friend of mine who works in frontline homeless mm. services, and mm. he was telling me that um, you know, essentially that you've got all these people that that do the work in frontline homeless services, and they're underappreciated. And he's saying that there's you know there's lots of people you know there's lots of people giving money to the actual homeless charities, but he's saying that the people that actually work you know, day to day, need a night out. And yeah. So yeah. on the 23rd of March, mm. um, it's going to be free entry to anybody that works with or for homeless people frontline. And I've got an amazing oh, bill. I've got 
Lynn Ruth Miller, who is like the funniest 80 year old woman you've ever met. Um, Suze Kempler, who's like an extraordinary Mm. musical comedian, but that's going to happen at the latest bar on the 23rd. So I'm going to get it out there, but come down and bring people. It's free to you guys. Cool, amazing. Sorry. What you can do if you're trying to work out your crazy schedule, if you're doing that night on the 23rd, then you can come down on the 24th for a pro of nothing because we're running for two nights. That's so right, you yeah. get to see it all, yeah. And you can you can support people who work with um, with homeless people, people yeah. on the twenty third, and then on the twenty fourth you can come in and bring your food bank donations to Apro of Nothing, yeah. Uh, which seems to be a pun that almost nobody likes. Um, what is Apro of Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Apropos yeah. of Nothing. That's where the gag comes from, but because it's only one of my plays, and I'm. I see. I'm at this opposition where I'm having to advertise my own work, which is a weird <laughs> thing for me to do. And so um, I sort of sold it as, you know, it's like master of none. It's like a professional of nothing. I see. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. And apparently I don't have any idea what I'm doing because I didn't know, for instance, that the second dictionary definition of pro is prostitute. Uh, so I've, I've named my evening... nothing. Surely I mean, that's like negating it, so no longer a prostitute. That, yeah. was, that was my argument. It didn't work. Just very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 bad at it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <that's laughs> Mention of the latest bar uh, compels me to chat back to the Fantastical mm. because yes. you've got a couple of gigs coming up at the uh, latest bar. Yeah. Why do you? You can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, so well done, Big Mel. So, Ju- Judy, in apparently your role oh. as Rain Man, uh, you have all the dates. No, um, I will try and remember the dates. Um, uh, it's 20. It's uh, 23rd, <laughs> isn't it? No, 23rd it's not. at the Indigo, Indigo Club. Club. Um, organised by Hannah Brackenbury. Yes. Co organised by Hannah Brackenbury. Yes. Mm-hmm. 23rd of what, sorry? March. Oh, no. Yeah, we're not on. We're not on to ten. I think. That's right. Yes, it is. Yes, you're. Ten. I didn't even know that. I'm gonna be in bed. No, you're not. You're gonna be. You're on stage, mate. How long are we doing? Half an hour. Yeah. That's alright. One thing. The thing about the fanny castles is that we're really not that organised sometimes. Well, it's so lovely to be sitting on on what appears to be a production meeting. <laughs> <laughs> All of our production meetings happen on um, Facebook chat. And so when you work... Uh, all day, every day, as I guess all of us do, but when you get to check in at the end of the day and your internet goes bzz, 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 and you're like, oh, 67 messages from yeah. the Fanny Tasticals. <laughs> I'll read the last one. Thumbs up. The great thing about the thumbs up uh, emoji on sort of Snapchat, or anything, uh, not Snapchat, um, what did you say? Facebook. What, what's up or, or Facebook uh, yeah. is that when you're asking, oh, is that, uh, is that on the 13th or the 14th? Thumbs up. Okay, that actually <laughs> happens. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I conquer. <laughs> but we are, we're at the latest music um, for Fringe. Yeah. Um, I do have the dates. Um, which are... <laughs> Tell us what makes sense. Yeah, I do. So we're at the latest music, 8, uh, 8 p.m. on Saturday the 12th, Sunday the 13th, Monday the 21st, Tuesday the 22nd, Tuesday the 29th, Wednesday the 30th, and Thursday the 31st. Of, of May, May 2018. So it's a lovely set of gigs uh, at yeah. the latest. Uh, yeah. you, you're already shaping up to have quite a busy year. Yes. Oh, very. Um, so we're, we're, um, our next show is at the Marlborough yeah. on the 16th and 17th of, of, of March. March. Um, that's our next one. And then we've got the Hannah Brackenbury Indigo Girls, 23rd of March. Then we've got <laughs> Latest in May. We're doing something in April for MBT. Yeah. But I can't part, remember part the date. Part of a comedy night. 6th yeah, of April, sixth April. MBT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, we, we'll be chatting about that in the next couple of podcasts because uh, the MBT, the New Venture Theatre in Brighton, is celebrating its 70th, 70th year of existence. Yeah. Uh, and so there's lots of celebrations. It's like a mini oh. festival. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, like a week of it. Yeah, so lots of And then we're, we're going to Camden Fringe. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting in August. We're just uh, we haven't, we're confirming dates, I think. On Facebook chat. On Facebook. Yeah. So, we'll, <laughs> so we'll let you know in, sure, yeah. at some point. 121 <laughs> messages later. Yeah. yeah, sure. Thumbs up. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a new song, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, so Anthony, uh, as well as um, being a promoter for comedy night and being a stand-up yourself, you have uh, in your life been a lawyer. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> that's going to be fun to talk about. Um, yes, oh, I, th- I, should, yeah. I, should, I should explain that my segues aren't that good. <laughs> Funny, we'd never have known. Um, no, yeah, I, I, a long time ago, yeah. I, I was a lawyer, and I, I still, you know, I still have my hand in a bit, but uh, it's not why I get out of bed in the morning. Yes. What sort of lawyer were you? Criminal. Yeah. I was down at. I used to be in every police station in sort of the metropolitan London area. Yeah. Dealing with, you know, kind of all sorts basically. And and was that fun? Or was that was that? Um, yeah. You know, when you're sort of young, when you're kind of twenty one, twenty two, it's quite interesting. Yeah. You know, to kind of go, okay, that's a gun that's been in a robbery, and that you know, and all of that sort of thing. But after a while, it can get a bit depressing because you only meet people that are lying to you or don't trust you and you're you're very much on your own. Yeah. You know, so I was there representing a criminal inside a police station where I was surrounded by policemen who don't want me to be there yeah. particularly. Yeah. And probably the criminal doesn't like me that much either. Mm. So, so, or should I say tough. the accused? I was I was a horrific lawyer I was good company, though. Yeah. That's what really matters. <laughs> Great joke. Captive audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we uh, we took that cue of you um, having been a lawyer to um, ask our audience uh, a particular question. Uh, uh, we asked this question: You have the power to pass a new law. What would that law be, and what would the punishment be if somebody breaks it? Um, and the compulsory um, the law would be to, uh, compulsory cocktail sausages with every weekly shop. <laughs> Nice. Seems no. fair. Wow. I, I think you're allowed to decide whether or not they're, they're vegan or vegetarian cocktail sausages. Just, That's not important. Do they have to be cocktail sausages? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think they cocktail do have sausages to be were kind of implied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. a shame because no. I hate cocktail sausages. <gasps> <gasps> you like? Why do you hate cocktail sausages? Ooh, there should be some music added to that bit. Ba ba ba! Um, because it it just ah. Oh. They're strange. I, there's lots of reasons. Size is not important. <laughs> Size is not important when it comes to a cocktail no. sausage. Um, it is the fact that it's like processed meat. It doesn't taste like like meat, and it's 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 too cold. And the, okay. the, the layer, what about the outside of the sausage. Is really... do, you, do you like those where you get the little sausage wrapped in bacon? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All day, every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you piggies in blankets? Yeah. That's what I actually meant. <laughs> it's it's the prunes, isn't it? Yeah. No, the pigs in blankets is what I meant. The Thank you for Pigs in blankets are all day, every day. We have had an amendment to the law. Already? At all meals. Now, we should, we should acknowledge that um, when we say compulsory cocktail sausages with every weekly shop, that's not that they come with your shop, you, you have to buy them. So <laughs> you, you have to buy them. They're not, they don't just turn up in your car oh, as a prize. Uh, <laughs> if, if you forget to buy them, uh, you get locked in the stocks, and cocktail sausages, or indeed pigs in blankets, will get thrown at you. Let's go for whatever one you prefer. But um, that, that's the problem, really, isn't it? Because if you forget to buy them, you just get three <laughs> ones. Three. <laughs> go to the stocks with a net. Yeah. <laughs> um, this law's not been very well thought out. No, no, no. <laughs> like so many. I think it's a lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we also uh, took as. Uh, uh, your, our cue from you, Anthony. Uh, type five. Uh, we asked our audience to tell us a joke uh, using just five words. Oh. And um, here's one. Um, my bank balance. Oh, that's three. Did it yeah, three. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, if this person was um, filling their GCSE exam, GCSE exam. <laughs> what exam is they, that? They would not have got a mark for that. They have fundamentally ignored the question. Yeah, because it's starting from 68. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, mm. but it's wrong. But it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. a couple of those, actually. Yeah, what are you I quite enjoyed them. Three. I don't know whether they're funny or not, but Go, I don't yeah. Okay, tofu, cheese with no personality. <laughs> um, all eggs, one basket. Supermarkets. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. No chicken. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, uh, pornography, watching others, lazy dogging. 
<laughs> and this joke belongs to another comedian. Uh, what's the loudest tree? Sycamore! <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yes. Here's some other answers from our audience. Um, again, the, the new law that you have uh, the power to pass. Uh, what would it be? Um, Mr. Blobby Day to become a national holiday. Oh my god. Who said it? <laughs> I'm going to stare at you. I, I, I can tell it's that one. <laughs> Mr. Blobby is terrifying. Mr. Blobby eating cocktail sausages is probably an outlier. If you find, if you find, um, oh no, I'm going to Mr. Blobby terrifying, you may counterintuitively actually not mind the punishment. Which was if you were if you were caught working on Mr. Because apparently you don't work on Mr. Bobby Day. That, that, that wasn't <laughs> oh, that, that was not, oh, that was not in physics. It's, it's, it's a holiday. national holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you were caught working at all, it's like the it's, so like, like, it's like, like the Noel Edmund version of the Sabbath. You cannot work. <laughs> Well, what if you're a Mr. Blobby impersonator? Yeah. Does, is, does that count as working? I recorded the week before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Very sure. Um, <laughs> like the queen of the smarty. I want to know what the punishment I is. I worry about people who are impersonated. If, you, if you're, uh, if you're uh, a impersonator of a like, famous politician or a singer and stuff, and then they die or um, are arrested for horrific crimes, your, your career's gone then. It's, you know... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did actually meet, um, oh, this is awful, but I did, uh, the, a comedian who works on the circuit who did look like Jimmy Savile, and that was his opening oh, oh, a few yeah. years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's right. kept it alive. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Well, okay. yeah, it has. If you are caught working on Mr. Blobby Day, you will be forced to wear the Blobby costume for a month. Which is okay for you, Judy, because... No, it's not! Listen, listen, no, you're no, 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 inside it. You're the one person who doesn't have to look at it. You're inside it. <laughs> no, no, avoid a mirror, Judy. Just one. For, for a month. <laughs> I've got something in my teeth. Fungus. They're, they're, mo- they're, they're blobby teeth. It's no, fine. you know what? I'm going to... I'll take a national holiday, but I'll spend it as a hermit in my house. Okay. Not celebrating mm-hmm. Mr. Blobby. Okay. Ooh, that seems to be a nice loophole. <laughs> um, Break the law in the privacy of my own home. We have. That's a lucky euphemism for something else. That really does. Um, the, the rest of the punishment uh, of uh, um, failing the fast of um, Mr. Blobby, um, as well as um, wearing the Blobby costume for really a, the, wearing the Blobby costume for a month, uh, you could only say Blobby. Oh, oh, the entire conversation has to be Blobby. Man, blobby. imagine having sex. We haven't even noticed yet the most sinister part of the punishment, which is, you know, uh, you're forced to wear the blobby costume for a month. That suggests, the word there suggests there's only one of them. Yeah. Uh, Which means... Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's going to be some blobbies. Don't take turns in the sweaty blobby. Yeah, yeah. I used to work in Burger King. And it was a two pound an hour job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, someone had to gre- dress up as Kidvid yeah. and go outside in the street, the high street. Kidvid, that's kid, dated it somewhat. Kidvid and have to walk outside handing out vouchers and getting kicked by the kids of sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all the sweaty Kidvid costume. I, it reminds me, obviously, you know, in terms of being in costume or whatever, you're trying to get customers through the door and whatever, obviously it's a big thing of Edinburgh doing flyers yeah. and stuff. One of my genuinely favourite things uh, about Edinburgh ever uh, was uh, a name of one of your shows, Anthony, <laughs> about four or five years back, uh, and you'd, you managed to get to a good joke just by the action of handing out the flyer with the show's yeah. name. Yeah, I mean, we were horrific comedians, but we, we thought the only way to get noticed was to have um, a flyer that was a question. So our, the name of our show was, Can You Put This In The Bin For Me? And when we stopped on <laughs> the street in Edinburgh, you know, our flyer was better known than we were. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that story about a Did year you ago, but I didn't know that was you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Well, it works! It's not around. <laughs> 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 It just, it just occurred to me that it was a, a beautifully um, psychological sort of thing because then people generally did not put it in the bin they actually kept that flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, uh, Anthony's already given us a couple of uh, his five line um, Sorry about uh, jokes. No, 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 no. Good. We, we appreciate them. They will not be edited out. They won't be edited out. No, they won't be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> and I wondered if any of the Fantasticals had um, four or five <laughs> <laughs> five <laughs> jokes. Or, 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 or,
You can do the law, do the law. I have a law. Um, d- double pay on Mondays. Oh, yes, okay. yeah. start. Um, yeah. Well, what a lovely way to make Monday far more appealing and actually surviving the day and yeah. knowing that you're getting double pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, I've been watching too much uh, Josh Lyman and West Wing at the moment because now yeah. I'm going to go, how would the uh, country be able to afford that? Uh, what, what measures are you going to put into place? You didn't, feel, you didn't expect a follow-up question. Uh, what measures are you going to put into place to be able to finance that? Well, I didn't think we were working in the realms of reality. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, void question, I guess. Um, yeah. It's well, hope Friday. Days off. Oh, oh. No, see, the thing is, because the Thursday week. becomes the, yes. you know, that's the, the new same Friday. Yeah. Is that a problem? I think so. Okay. Why? I don't know. The same thing as oh. like don't work Mondays. Well, then you just resent Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. is the worst week. Day well, then week, you could change the names of the days of the week. If oh, okay. Know. Here we go. <laughs> so, what are what's the new name? We both had the audience as well. What's the new name? What's the most honest name for Monday? Blobby. <laughs> 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 I, I, I like how I'm going to take a bet here I'm going to take a bet here and predict a continuing theme for the rest of the week <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah what, what's the name for Monday oh a name for Monday well you were talking about instead of that you wanted extra days didn't yeah, you yeah I, I would have put a day in between Saturday and Sunday which I love yeah. I like that. Can we get an official long weekend? Yeah, every yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Eight days a week. Yeah. yeah. I like that eight day week. Yeah. I like that idea. I like the way that I, I was uh, more concerned about the logistics of getting paid more on Monday than I was about Mr. Blobby Holiday. Yeah. What are the uh, five word um, jokes? Oh, God, you trembling. them. <laughs> so um, I don't have to say the joke. Drums full of cliff. It's charades. <laughs> um, man rolls in leaves, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got one which is six. Go on. Uh, barnyard porn. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah. I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I, I can't remember them. Oh. 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 Three's okay. Seagulls by the bay. Bagels. <laughs> that's genius. That's, that, that's, that's a ball. That's, yeah. Sorry, I don't get it. I was like, bagels. I buy bagels. Seagulls by the bay. Bagels. Bagels. I do love it though that when people are listening back to this, they won't see the, the finger kind of how many words have I got through. It'll just be seagulls by the bay. Bagels. Like a comedy sound now. I can deliver jokes. What was the first joke you remember delivering? Oh. Because I have um, in my life done some stand up and I you know, some um, action and stuff. Um, but I don't have that story of um, as a child entertaining the class and stuff like that. Oh. That wasn't part of my history. Um, and so when a lot of stand-ups get to say, or comedians get to say, oh, I did this when I was a child. I mean, I, I did have, um, I was in a school pantomime um, in a production of Aladdin and playing what would now be a, um, a horrifically sort of um, xenophobic sort of um, Chinese emperor with a very long moustache. And uh, Princess Baldrubidor, my daughter, or as the pantomime had her, Princess Black Droopy Draws, uh, it, it was in, in love with her laddie, and I was having a go at her. And I was, I was about ten, but a very small ten. I was uh, no bigger than, you know, a small thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just realised I'm going to speak for audio. Good, so that's good like, description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was no bigger than a small thing. Yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of me ranting at the girl playing my daughter, my moustache dropped off. And, <gasps> yeah. And, and I said, you look at that, all this worry is making my hair fall out. And... For you know, Smooth a small child, you know, I'll own that, that was pretty good. And I do remember getting the audience liking that. Yeah. Um, but even that, I don't think it was like a pivotal light bulb moment going, oh, that's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> Drop moustaches. As a euphemism habit. Um, There's a middle aged man on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you remember your first joke? No. I rem- well. No, I remember having a joke book 
that was shaped like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, you say, yeah, like, yeah, have you seen those ones? Well, I understand um, what Christmas trees look like, so I can... And books. It's a mountain oh. of trees and... It's like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. we get that a lot. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I remember having that, and um, I don't know why I had a joke book, and I don't seem to remember really reading them out, but the only one from that blimmin' book that I remember is terrible. Um... I'll say that What do two lovesick owls say to each other when it's raining? Too yeah. wet for you. Too wet for you in a child's oh. joke book. Too wet to woo. <laughs> ah, too wet to woo. Oh. Too oh. wet for oh. you. <laughs> too wet for you. It's like Richard Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, I don't remember actually delivering my first joke, but when yeah. you were saying, oh, you know, do you have any... Remember memories of um, sure. you know entertaining people. I had a horrible flashback of doing interpretive dance for my <laughs> uh, So that's how I chose to entertain people. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah dancing for them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you have an early memory of uh, telling? Yeah. I, I mean, basically, I used to do because uh, I wanted to be a lawyer and, and all that sort of stuff when I was a kid. I did a lot of public speaking at yeah. school, and my style of public speaking wasn't to persuade people. It's just to try and make them laugh, make them like me, and. Um, Basically, there was, uh, I don't know whether you guys remember Jonathan, Jonathan Aitken, the MP. Yeah, yeah. He used to run a local competition annually, and I'd won it a couple of years on the trot. And he'd always come up and give me a bit of a pep talk, and I'd have him on the bottom of my CV, and then he got fucking locked up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, <laughs> delete. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 oh. I thought he was all right. He was, he was always nice to me. Yeah, he was great, yeah. You, Anthony, you're working on a new hour for, yes. uh, for the upcoming fringes. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not. I. It's more for Edinburgh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm working on a new hour, and the concept is because I, I think this time it's I, I. kind of want the idea that people come into the room and you're coming into the kitchen at a party, yeah. and it's the kind of conversation that you would have in the kitchen at a party. So I'm trying to create that sort of party vibe mm. and the idea is also that when I'm flyering on the streets which and that I came up with the idea last Edinburgh because who wants to go do you want to know about my um, childhood you know yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather be selling a party yeah um, and so that's you know it's just something I can work with and often I, I think with Edinburgh like you come up with a title then you register then you start writing and then you go oh shit how can I make this fit yeah. the title that <laughs> I came up with in January yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. kitchen party action Keep it found. Kitchen by Action. That's going to be in Edinburgh in yeah. August 2018. Correct. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we're we hurtling towards the end of the night. We we should have. Uh, no, well, we've got one more thing for you. We have got a, <laughs> another song uh, from the Fantasticals. Uh, and this is um, quite a thing. We won't do much in the way of intro for this. And so I need elasticated waist that won't shake no buttons. Elasticated waist that won't shake no buttons. Elasticated waist that won't shake no buttons. Elasticated waist that won't shake, 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 shake. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I've got a baby Jew and I'm uncomfortable. Hell, you would be too. If all you've got to wear is suddenly too tight. I'm shooting up a cup size. Getting beat on is a fight. I need some leggings. Maybe some tights with give the tights they tell us lies. One size fits all, bitch. Cause I got baby booty, stomach back along with some elastic in my belt. And I can't get in my tops. Yeah, my mama, she warned me about all the sleepless nights. And help her feels like pushing a melon out of your insides. A melon, melon. Ooh, a melon, melon. Yeah, she warned me Spice. Oh, my mom, she warned me about all the sleepless nights. Wop, wop, shadow, wop, wop. And how the 
Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. There you, you go. Do not normally sing Thank that. Thank you for singing that song. Judy and Lisa um, are the fantastic ones. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, um, you're gigging all over yes. the city and um, singing the correct lyrics and, and everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the bonus you get for buying a ticket for the fantastic ones. You yeah, get you, all the lyrics you, in the right order. In the right order? Yeah. Forcing in us the to right timing. Well, live yeah. as well. You, you're yeah. you're oh, man, when Amy, we had a big boo boo on We Did Le Cluck. And um, Amy sang the wrong lyrics, and it was amazing. She said, oh, what was it? Something about farting. Yeah, she just kind of gave us the punchline halfway through the line before, and everyone just kind of went... You're available for hire. You, you literally do hen parties. Yeah, we did a hen party. It was great so fun. What, how did that work? Um, how did it work? Someone, <laughs> someone contacted... Someone no, had seen no, us, well, someone had seen us yeah. and then they told... It was the groom or the um, yeah. the um, best man, and he said to the groom, "Oh, I've seen this really funny show." Basically, yeah. Wife, and then, a friend of the groom yeah, then told the wife, wife, and the yeah. groom, the people involved in the marriage hadn't even seen us. Yeah. So it was like this is a really long shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We did it as a kind of home visit. Yeah, um, we went to someone's house um, for the yeah the hen party, and we did a thirty minute slot, and it was really fun. They yeah. really loved us. So yeah. Um, Very funny. So that's something totally... you might do again. Yeah, we'd yeah. like to. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, what I, what I'm leading towards is if uh, people are, have heard about your name or, or they've heard songs tonight, uh, where would they find you online? What's the contact details or like Twitter and Facebook? <laughs> we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are also on Instagram. Yeah. Um, you're a pretty safe bet if you type in Fanny Tassel. It's never a safe bet if you type in. <laughs> well, don't put a space, because okay. uh, you might be horribly surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fanny Tasticles is one word, yeah. um, and if you look for a lovely, uh, garishly pink logo uh, with a nice uh, kind of feminine icon with a massive nipple in the middle of it, yeah. that will be us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that will, it's a good way to kind of flag us down. Um, I think on Twitter we are Fanny underscore Tasticles. Yeah. Facebook we are Fanny Tasticles. Uh, Instagram, I have no idea. Uh, but it will be connected to one of those. Fanny Tasticles. Yeah, yeah, yeah with that, with that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So we can find you there if we want yes. to sort of like find out your upcoming gigs or indeed oh, yes. book you for a home yeah, visit. Yeah, contact us, drop us a message. We need shenanigans from rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> you name it. Uh, and Anthony, we've played that type five. We haven't really played a mystery meet, which is a bit of a bigger night. Uh, yes, that's uh, the night that we do at the latest. Yeah. Um, and that's just a monthly, yeah. and it's a pop up. So when we we actually did a big night with Angela Barnes, yeah. we yes, recently we did, did um, uh, live at the Apollo, and we booked the church that was over the road from where Sweet we are now, St Andrews. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was fantastic because she was a Brighton comedian, yeah. uh, you know, as you know, and she came up through the ranks and did really well, and so it was nice for all of us to get a chance to play with someone that's on TV. So that's the brand for one-offs yeah. um, every Tuesday. And and now, um, on Fridays and Saturdays at the Wellington, um, we're also having a, a Type 5 showcase, yeah. which is the comedians you would see at Type 5, but doing their best material. Fantastic. Yeah, not and that's actually uh, at the uh, Sweet's uh, latest, newest uh, venue. Uh, uh, yeah, it's... The yeah, the yeah, Sweet at the Welly. We've actually also got some dates here as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but more of them in, in March and April at the, at the Welly. And is there, is there a Facebook presence and a, a Twitter presence that we can find you on? I don't have anything to do with Twitter, to no, be no. honest with you. I don't see the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're all over Facebook. Yeah. If, you, if you just type in Type 5 Comedy, we'll yeah. come up. So. Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, do we have, uh, does Carthine have anything to say in closing? We know we've got our next month's guests, uh, half of whom are in the room. Yeah, we've got, on the 2nd of March, we've got uh, the next Carthine Theatre Podcast Live with uh, Sarah Johnson. And Guy Wah from Hove Grown. And we'll be talking all things Brighton and Hove Grown. Yeah, which as you say is a festival of new writing. So it we're is. going to be talking about a new writing, talking about a new show. So it remains <laughs> for us to say uh, thank you to our guests, Lisa, Judy and Ant. Uh, Ant or Anthony? Uh, either. Is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I've never called you Ant. No, a lot of people call me Ant. Or some people even call me Anton. Do you, do, you, do you like that? I do, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So thank you to our guests, Lisa, <laughs> Judy, and Anton. And <laughs> <laughs> on the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast Live. <laughs> this has been the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. 
Presented by Andrew Allen. And edited by Michelle Donkey. Music is Chapstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter, cast underscore iron acts, on Facebook, ironclad cast iron, or one word. Our website is castironbrighton.weebly.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening.